You're listening to RTNT, Radio Totally Normal Toronto. My mental illness allows me to be more compassionate. I don't let it stop me from what I have to do in life. My mental health helps me relate to other people. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I am at peace with my mental illness. Mental illness saved my life. My mental illness has helped me learn about myself. It's given me a new outlook on life. Hello and welcome to Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU 1280 AM and CJRU.ca. I'm Gaten and I will be your host for today. And my name is Al. I will be your other host for today. Radio Totally Normal Toronto, or RTNT Short, is produced by the members and staff of Progress Place, a mental health recovery center in downtown Toronto. We are really excited to bring you stories about mental health here in the city. In the first half of our show, we have reached out to the Radar Film Project. Radar stands for Recovery Advocacy Documentary Action Research. It's a project founded by Professor Rob Whitley from McGill University and funded by the Canadian Institute of Health Research. Radar uses the method of participatory video, which involves training people living with mental illness in scripting, filming, and editing videos related to mental health, so they have complete control over the form and content. I interviewed Rod Radford, Luis de Estores, and Derek Romer, who speak about their experience reaching out to the community and making films. We will also be learning about the secret handshake, which, besides being an amazing name for an organization, is a peer support group for people living with schizophrenia. We'll be hearing from one of the founders, Bill Bissett, and another member, Naomi Laufer, as well as hearing some of their performances. So let's get on with the show. My name is Gaten Genesee, uh, and I'm working with Radio Totally Normal Toronto. Um, what is your name? Rod Grantford. Louis de Estores. Derek Romer. Can you briefly tell us about uh, Radar and its films? So Radar is, uh, it stands for Recovery Advocacy Documentary Action Research. And it's an uh, initiative spearheaded by Rob Whitley, a professor at McGill, and also the Douglas Mental Health Institute in Montreal. And um, he had a, he got a research grant from the uh, Canadian Institutes of Institutes of the Canadian Institutes of Health Research. Um, there's a facilitator slash videographer, which I am here in Toronto, and uh, paired up with members from a local support um, services for people with mental health issues. So my goal is to engage anyone that wants to participate in the group in the active documentary filmmaking, and then um, give them the tools and the knowledge to do it themselves. So the idea is not for me to make films, but for them to be able to make their own films. 
can you tell me what is the purpose uh, of making these films? I know you answered a bit. Well, it's although it's a hobby for me, it's uh, what I get out of the hobby is that uh, I'm making my uh, mark in journalistic history, which uh, if someone wants to look back on how these times were, see not one, well, not only, they'll see my face one, and uh, they'll see what problems that um, the psychiatric community uh, had at these times. Plus, I'm also uh, giving myself a voice in society. What my film was was about was the uh, the prejudices uh, that uh, I get from the uh, the, the working um, the Puritan working ethic. So that's uh, basically why I make why I'm making films is to uh, make society aware of uh, what's happening and uh, confronting them with my problem. The purpose of the films is to um, disseminate information regarding issues surrounding mental health and especially about consumer survivors. And of course, one of the big issue, and it's kind of hard to go around, is the is um, stigma and how it could be stopped. But what is stigma to you? And do you have any examples of mental health stigma? Well, I believe that stigma is for real. And there is a lot of people who are not well aware of uh, the situation consumer survivors um, face. One of the um, one of the things that uh, that really bothers me is when uh, one time with uh, one of our projects, which was shown here locally, and um, true enough, a lot of people liked it. Um, it's that film that I am personally involved with, which is Finding Ourselves. It's about art and mental health, and some uh, information about. Um, our therapy and we did talk about stigma in it and it, true enough I did get a lot of applauses for it until somebody in the audience says you don't have to be one of these basket cases in order to be an artist I I was just totally shocked I mean <laughs> after all that uh, somebody has uh, I don't know what to say, um, somebody would actually just go and say that my friends in the film are basket cases. And to me, that's, that's just terrible. That's totally terrible. Why did you choose film as a medium? Um, I believe it was because there was also um, prior examples of using participatory video, which is the model that we use, where we just give the participants the equipment and the knowledge to make their own films about the issues surrounding their, their mental health and mental illness and addiction. The goal is to use it as an educational tool. Um, so if we did it, um, you know, music or podcasts, podcasts could probably work too. But when you want to get, get a group of people together, a group of clinicians or um, students, um, video lends itself well to having a gathering, showing something and speaking about it. Uh, and what have you learned in making these films? I think filmmaking is um, <clears throat> a skill that needs to be developed. It's not something that you're born with. And from this, I learned a lot from the artistic side and the technical side. Um, when I started, I didn't know how to use Adobe Premiere Pro. I've been using some other software that I actually learned on my own. And with Derek's help, I actually picked it up just fine. 
For me, one of the great things as a documentary filmmaker myself is that allows me to enter worlds that I wouldn't normally be able to enter. What do you think the relationship is between mental health and creativity? For some people, art and creativity and mental health uh, goes hand in hand. Um, it, is, uh, it is a proven technique that art helps in recovery. I've uh, known some, uh, I've known uh, art therapists who have actually worked with people who have mental illness. And it's also a subject of our work here at uh, Raider. Uh, do you find that these films have been helpful in your own recovery in mental illness or uh, good for the general public in mental health? I think it's helpful for peop uh, the general public uh, showing our film because it bridges uh, what uh, is going on with uh, people, who, are, who uh, consumer survivors and things that are not generally known to the public. There are issues that uh, consumer survivors have to face. And for most, not because of ignorance, but rather simply not knowing. And by showing what people are getting into, like meaning uh, by showing uh, what's going on about consumer survival, survivors, we're able to show, um, uh, we are able to bridge an understanding. Um, so I've noticed a couple of things. I've, I've noticed uh, the benefit of um, the participants in the radar group. There, you know, specific examples could be, for instance, um, one of our participants recently finally mastered how to do something in the edit, edit suite, in the editing software. And she was incredibly proud of herself, justifiably so, and she was incredibly happy. And she, you know, it really buoyed her spirit. So things like that, I mean, you know, sometimes pe people come into the, the group and, and they're, um, you know, a little down. And then they start working on, on the film or just being involved in the discussion. And, and you, I notice, you know, their, their mental health getting a little better, you know, feeling a little better. It might just be for a little time, but, you know, at least it, it's giving them something to do and, and, and it seems to have a positive benefit. Also within our group, there's a matter of camaraderie and teamwork. And one of the things that I I've actually am proud of is that all our works are actually made, none, uh, all of our, are somehow related to all of us participating. What is your relationship to recovery? I'm a schizophrenic and I believe I won't recover. I'll just adapt and change and uh, do what I can do. Do what I can do to have a better quality of life. I actually believe more on the positive side that recovery is possible for everybody who have mental health issue. It might take years, it may take months, it might take days, but um, recovery is possible. And with little encouragement, I believe that, uh, and acknowledging problems is halfway of, um, halfway being there. Okay, so is there anything you want to add? I mean, one of the things that I think is really important to talk about is when you see Bell Let's Talk promotion campaigns, and it's all celebrities, and they suffer from mental illness of one type or another, and it's great for them to be spokespeople for, you know, reducing stigma uh, around mental illness. But the reality for them is, is that they're quite well off by and large, and that, you know, they can afford all kinds of supports that most people that I've come into contact with in this project 
poverty and mental illness are often intertwined. And, um, you know, Rod's project, Rod's film, uh, addresses that, addresses the stigma not just about having a mental illness, but the stigma about being poor. Where can you go to find your films? You can see the films that uh, all three of the sites, Toronto, Montreal, and Halifax, have produced on YouTube. Um, the YouTube channel is Recovery Mental Health. And hopefully we'll see you at a screening. To Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU 1280 AM and CJRU.ca. We just heard Gayton in conversation with Rod, Lou, and Derek from the Radar Film Project. If you would like to know more about Radar, please visit their Facebook page where they are Radar Mental Health. To see their films, check out their YouTube channel, which is Recovery Mental Health. Up next, we have a piece created by RTNT and Radar member Lou. One of the films that Lou directed is about one of our next guests, Bill Bissett. Bill is one of the founding members of The Secret Handshake. Gayton, do you want to tell us what The Secret Handshake would be? Uh, the Secret Handshake is a peer support organization for people living with schizophrenia. They offer a safe place to spend time and also use the mediums of dance and poetry, among others, as healing tools. A term you will hear in this interview is consumer survivor. The Center of Addiction and Mental Health, CAMH, here in Toronto, has a good definition of consumer survivor. Al, could you read it for us? Sure. People who have a mental health problem or people who have used mental health services or programs sometimes describe themselves as consumers-slash-survivors. Some people believe they, quote-unquote, survived a mental health problem. Others see themselves as having survived the mental health system, depending upon their experiences. Consumer-survivor initiatives that are run by and for people who use or have used the mental health system. They were created as an alternative to traditional mental health services. So the Secret Handshake is an example of a consumer survivor initiative. Some examples of traditional mental health services would be a hospital. Progress Place would be an example of a community-based psychosocial rehabilitation center that uses the clubhouse approach. So there are many alternatives available, but let's listen. My name is Bill Bissett, and I'm currently the treasurer of The Secret Handshake, and have been almost since its inception. Oh, my name is Naomi Lawfer, and uh, AKA Black Rose, a member of The Secret Handshake, and I love to perform here, poetry, dance, music. Uh, Jordan Stone was the initial founder of The Secret Handshake, and he always wanted to found a clubhouse, gallery, performing area uh, for people with schizophrenia. They would be then having a safe place to hang with no conflicts and no 
annoying, difficult interactions, <laughs> if possible. And, um, and so we went, I, w I met him in um, probably 2003, 2003, and my file was optimism and positivity and, to, and endurance. I think those were the three things in my file. And he knew a lot of people and contacts. His mother, Barbara, started the first women's shelter in Toronto ever. So it's, it's in the gene of his family to provide services for people that may feel um, marginalized or displaced and uh, for a multitude of reasons. And so then the, the first, in 06 we became um, completely legal, um, uh, not-for-profit and charitable. I, I loved doing it, I actually loved doing it. Um, I didn't actually think I could do math. Um, but as treasurer, I've learned to do math. Now, um, for people who were living with um, schizophrenia, what is it like to have it? Well, people experience schizophrenia in different ways. I have different diagnoses or different, uh, uh, different ways of describing the symptoms I experience. But for a lot of people, voices that other people don't hear or heard, visions are seen. And uh, there's a lot of emotional uh, turmoil and uh, lack of connection. We understand it because we live it. Now, how is that important, uh, uh, the secret handshake as a peer support group? We, we, we do understand it because we, we, we do live it, and it's very difficult to live it sometimes. And so when, when a friend of mine is telling me the voices are really bothering him, the voices he's getting, I actually understand what that is. I don't have to have that explained to me, and I, I know it's not a metaphor, uh, that it's an actual um, happening. It's an actual happening. And uh, so I think that expression, we understand it because we live it, or however you want to phrase it, that is, is very terrific. It's very true. I, th I believe we have a long ways to go and we're still using metaphor because we really don't understand completely, but we can give support and give help, give medications, give therapy, give all kinds of things. And the idea is to change the channel and not feel shame, not feel guilt, uh, not feel self-criticism, like often the voices excel in accusations, that's their forte. And the more stress we have, I find, the more the voices occur with the accusations. And I found this too with people I know or friends, that if the day is fairly good, the voices have less hold on them and they can ignore them and learn techniques to evolve, keep growing without worrying about them at all. It's like a background music in an elevator, you know, that's all. And I know one person, he can almost put them in another room. He can move them around. So there's all kinds of things that as we, we talk about what we experience together and it's wonderful. And some days someone's experiencing a whole lot and, and some of us might not that day be experiencing hardly anything. And the thing is to remember, oh yeah, we do experience that sometimes. Let's not act like we don't know what that is. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's, it keeps us on our toes. And we're trying to like make it happen so that everyone has a better life. All of us have better lives. Is recovery possible and what types of stigma and ostracism do schizophrenic face? 
I think recovery is possible to some extent. I think everybody lives with different symptoms at some point in their lives that are linked with emotional and mental uh, challenges. But um, in the secret handshake, there's peer support, as we mentioned before, where people can get together and share their symptoms and support one another and encourage one another and uh, channel their energy in creative construction constructive ways. And here at the Secret Handshake, there's monthly uh, poetry readings where people uh, perform poetry and there's additional music and dance and other more and more creative uh, ways of, of uh, contributing to this group and in society in general. And uh, just uh, congregating with the uh, uh, people who are vulnerable and finding their strengths because um, we all have different abilities and we all learn from one another. Can you give me a message of hope for people who are living with schizophrenia? Well, more and more I believe that uh, people are understanding that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It in some ways could be a gift, uh, a way of possibly prophesizing ideas which others are less in touch with. And also there are more joining of hands of different organizations and places that, uh, that deal with these kinds of uh, uh, difficulties. And uh, I think it's, it's starting to show that there are ways to uh, turn things around into a creative, positive, constructive thing rather than a destructive, toxic, uh, uh, harmful uh, enigma. Oh, many, many people have uh, very full-blown, as they used to say, schizophrenia, and live very active, very full lives in society, and um, are, are really fully active, and what's, oh, to use the term, high-functioning. Many actors, many painters, many bankers, many insurance people, many construction workers, every aspect of life. Um, it's not necessary to be bereft. It's not necessary to be excluded. It's not necessarily to feel punished. And it's, it's um, not necessarily to hide and be an outsider. Welcome back to RTNT. You just heard from Bill and Naomi from The Secret Handshake. Up next, we have two performances. We begin with Bill Bassett's Gypsy Dreamer. In the palace of the dreamer, someone stirs. It could be you. It could be me. What is the word? Gypsy dreamers never regret the past. We know time is only a yellow beam of light. We got all our eyes on the present as long as it can last. 
I, I saw you out your window looking up at the sky. Magic birds and fireballs rushing by. Are you hungry for freedom? Them singing, oh, when we were with them singing, and when they were with us singing, and when they were with us singing. And every time we go out, we're dancing. Every time we go out, we're dancing. I was watching broadcast news the other night, and I saw that the salmon talks will resume on Monday. And I said to myself, well, thank God, at least the salmon are talking. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And that was uh, Bill Bissett performing Gypsy Dreamer. If you like what you heard, you're in luck. As Bill is performing this Saturday at the Rendezvous with Madness closing party as part of De Profondis. I will also be performing as part of the Bruised Years Choir and doing some of my stand-up comedy. This is Saturday, November 11th at the Workman Arts Theatre at 9.30 p.m. The address is 651 Dufferin. Up next, we have Naomi Lofer performing one of her poems. We are the stars. Between the synopsis is a synapse rekindled with thorns born and worn. Around his bleeding forehead, his eyes reflected in the stars, his hands tarnished and starlight ebbing from the vortex to the sky hidden where the tunnel lies. From liar to an anecdote, we parade with fire, trapped in the primordial stew that echoes in his breath. The wanderer adheres, wondering how to disappear, yet be here. Broken stars in us paint with fire that doesn't burn. We turn the page and tears take the blame, for we are the stars carried by rain. That was Naomi Lofer of the Secret Handshake. On the last Sunday of every month, the Secret Handshake hosts a gala poetry readings from 2 to 5 p.m. at their space, located at 170A Baldwin, 170 a Baldwin. You can visit thesecrethandshake.ca or find them on Facebook for more info about their services and upcoming events. If you'd like to learn more about Bill Bissett, please visit billbissett.com, B-I-L-L-B-I-S-S-E-T-T.com. That about brings us to the end of our show today. Thank you for tuning in. Radio Totally Normal Toronto will be back Wednesday, December 13, every second Wednesday of the month at 3 p.m. thereafter. If you would like to learn more about our TNT or listen to our podcast, please visit our show page on cjru.ca or radiototallynormaltoronto.org or find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. We take you out with a song chosen by 
RTNT member Leia called Monkey from the flying from the album Flying Soto on Dobby Mill Street or Project. <laughs> 